welcome to episode 223 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, we are coming to you basically right after the uh, Spurs game. Uh, we decided to actually just watch uh, the Nets versus the Blazers. Uh, the, the Nets ended up pulling out when, you know, inexplicably for some reason, they don't go to Dame down two and just launch a three with 0.7 seconds left. I'm just saying. You got Dame on your team. You got Anthony Simons. You got Shane Sharp. And you go for a lob for Jeremy Grant. Now, that, of course, was the safe play. But it was not the right play, Chauncey. Can Chauncey coach, Vaughn? Is he the right coach for this team? I don't know. Maybe people think uh, giving it to Dame is uh, too obvious. So they went with <laughs> not so obvious play. You, you know what? Sometimes the most obvious play is the right play. I'll just say that. Anyways, we're not we're not trailblazers therapy. We're not Nets therapy. We are Sack Kings therapy. So let's talk about the uh, Kings versus the Nets. They beat this the Nets. Jesus Christ, Jeez. that's a lot of teams. Okay, that's a lot of teams. They the Kings beat the Spurs one thirty to one twelve. They basically pulled away late after a very very like very very fast paced back and forth game uh, to pull this one out and to light the beam. Yes, the beam. Loving the memes too. There's so many out there. Yeah, Wob. I look. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be a thing. Like Twitter might be shutting down. I don't think it is. I hope not, because I have a basketball network on there, and you know, it's going to be hard to rebuild all that shit again. I'll just say. But uh, yes, Worldwide Wob has absolutely. He's all in on the beam, and it's it's one of the best things on the internet right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk about the game. Uh, you unfortunately missed the first half. I'll quickly recap it. It Basically, the Kings kind of picked up right where they left off. They got off to a 22 and I think 10 run. The lead got as, back, as big as 16 at one point. But the Spurs... They don't have a lot of big names by any means. Like who is who is ba- who is D- Bates Diop? I have never heard of this man before this. I have never heard of T. Jones. That's not Tyus Jones. That's another Jones. He Trey Jones. I have never heard of this man. But these guys, they run the Popovich system and they run it like a machine. And you know, guys just kind of come out of nowhere and they start just contributing and just it. They it was a fast pace. Just back and forth game, like they sure the the especially without Kelvin Johnson, the Spurs just don't really have the talent to keep up with the Kings, which is a weird thing to say. But the reality is, they run their shit. Like um, Popovich just has a system, and he's able to teach guys how to contribute, despite like again not really having the talent, especially without a Kelvin Johnson and Doug McDermott to play. They, a random guy just steps in and just starts contributing, like Diop had 11 points in the first quarter, which was incredible. Um, it it was a wild, wild, fast-paced, just a very fun game. But, you know, with the King, with them constantly just kind of hanging around, you just, I just didn't know if the Kings were going to find a way to blow this game. Mm-hmm. Especially guys like Sohan or Sochan or Sohan. I say I hear Sohan. I think that sounds better, yeah. honestly. And I remember we talked about this guy during our draft episode. And, I mean, his offense seemed... Not, I mean, it's not the greatest, but he was getting stuff done within the paint, which is, I, I was kind of surprised because we knew him more of a kind of a defensive guy rather than more, you know, 
the offensive guy, I guess. Yeah, his offense needs a lot of fine-tuning. Right now, he just doesn't have a spot. He can't really shoot. Like, there were stretches where they just put, like, guards on him, and he couldn't really do anything. I mean, he had one mean, 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 mean dunk on Sabonis. It was <laughs> brutal. It, 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 it was kind of shape. It's a bit of, like, he did a Superman dunk, essentially, on uh, on Sabonis, and for some mm. reason, Mike Brown challenged it. But it... Yes, he, he he's got a lot of work to do. His defense is good. Like he is legitimately guarding like guards all the way up to like, you know, some bonus almost. I don't I don't know if he actually did guard him primarily, but like he's a guy that's gonna be able to switch one through four. Like and his offense will come. The shooting, I don't know. The, the form is a bit weird, but he he'll he'll get there at some point. Oh yeah. I will sh- we shall see. Well, yeah, so the, yeah, the first half just fast pace, just you know, up and down, like, the it's also weird to see the Spurs play so fast, too. Like, you talk about, they, they kind of remind me a little bit of the 20, the 2018-2019 Kings. Like, they literally, as soon as, you know, someone scores, they just, they inbound the ball and just rush up the court. It was such a fast-paced game, like, for, for a while. And, yeah, again, really fun back-and-forth game. And the Kings uh, ended halftime with a uh, seven-point lead, 63-56. to 56. And then the third quarter happened. The third quarter wasn't terrible by any means, but the it, it was a tie game, right? It was a tie game. And then the Kings, you, you just felt that, you know, that energy. The, the I call it the ghost of Kane's past. It was kind of starting to get to the Kings. Like the defense had kind of, had kind of just, you know, loosened up a little bit i thought their defense was pretty good throughout this game but the the spurs were just hitting a lot of shots and again that's part of just them running the their offense like a machine and just getting to their spots but the 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 kings did well enough but in the third quarter if they kind of loosened up a little bit and they allowed the spurs to tie the game but in the fourth quarter that's when things change the kings uh took a seven point lead going into the going into the fourth and they came out strong. The, uh, Davion comes out full court pressing, whoever the point guard is. And then on the next play, uh, he he screams at De'Aaron, go go pick him up early, pick him up early. Now, and all of a sudden, Fox is pressing guys at half court. He ends up picking a foul, but the intensity was there. And then within about two or three minutes, the lead was 17. Yeah, it's crazy. Why I... You could look away from the screen and somehow you're <laughs> up that high because I it felt like a close game for some reason because of how, you know, like you said, how fast-paced this game was. Spurs were still playing fast. We were still like pushing forward as well. And all of a sudden, we just happened to score more than the Spurs. Well, here's the thing. They pushed up the intensity. They went for the kill. They, again, like Davion started pressing. Um and, and in a good way, not not in a bad way. And then Fox started pressing. Uh, Malik is out there making contested shots. Malik had an amazing game, by the way. Mm-hmm. And Season then like, high. yeah, and then Fox, like they were flying all over the place. They were pressuring. They were taking some pretty, pretty strong risks and it paid off. They, again, they, they felt a team that was kind of on the edge a little bit. Honestly, going into the fourth, I didn't feel like the Spurs were on the edge. I thought they were going to be able to come back because again, the ghosts of Kings pass dictates that the kings let the spurs back in but they didn't instead they went the other way pressed up play some good defense get just enough stops and then go on a on a big run of just offense created by the defense again it's final i finally seen it they gone for the kill and just activated that killer instinct 
and just went for it and just shut shut the Spurs down. And the Spurs threatened a little bit. They kind of cut the lead into like, I think, what was the closest it got? I think like 11 or 13. They basically mm-hmm. never threatened for the rest of the game. Yeah. And, you know, the Spurs never actually gained a lead at all throughout this whole game as well, looking at the, you know, the game summary. And uh, whatchamacallit, yeah. I mean, during these last few or even more games, it feels like we're actually going for the kill for once, never like looking back at, you know, slowing down at all. Yeah, and this is just part of the the improved offense. I Like, this is what it's showing me. The Kings have an offense that can hang with any team. Their defense is a bit suspect, but, you know, they can get just enough stops. Like, again, in a crucial moment, you're you're up seven. They, they went for the kill. They got just, they got, a, a, like, a few stops in a row, and all of a sudden the lead is 17. They have the scoring to kind of, again, they have the scoring to hang with just about any team. So nowadays they have just also just smarter ball movers, like no, no shade to buddy, but buddy was, you know, he was a higher gun. He was going to shoot it for the more than likely, but now you also have playmakers that can get the ball moving. And then you have a hub like Sabonis who can just, you know, who can function as just that, that stationary guy who can just, you know, who can run who you can run an offense through like with triple handoffs and stuff being the the passing hub of the offense and you just connect all these all these tools together and in turn it creates a functional terrific ball movement heavy offense mm-hmm. and you know a lot of plays aren't like plays that we aren't like uh whatchamacallit not disappointed on but it's like they play a lot smarter than what we're used to they definitely do. And, you know, again, it's it, my, the main thing that I'm looking at here is just the, the defense just turning it up. To see that they're able to do that, that's a step in the right direction. This mm-hmm. this was a bit of a, I wouldn't say a statement game, where you got to look at the competition, but to see them be able to do it to a team, to just do it in general to a team, that's something that it's the next progression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait till we actually play like, a good team. I, I, don't, look, I don't know. I, look, I, I am. I am looking forward to that Memphis Grizzlies game. Now, granted, they don't have Desmond Bain, so it won't be the. It's not the. It's not the kind of game. It's not the marquee game that that you would think it is. But like Memphis is a good team, and that's a team that we haven't beaten. I think two years. They have really? our number. They, they they they. We haven't beaten them since the bubble for sure. No oh, no man. no yeah since the bubble basically we beat them like that long we beat them once before the pandemic i remember that and then ever since then we haven't beaten them they've kind of they've leapfrogged us but Uh the spur the the grizzlies have been talking a lot of shit to us and as at a certain point like the kings are surging right now and honestly it's time for it's time for some payback to to those motherfuckers (laughs) again they don't have desmond bain so it won't be the same but it that's gonna be that's gonna be a rivalry game for me. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, let, let's let's stay, stick with this game. The the main the guy who led that charge. Now you, you know you can argue that Sabonis led led part of that charge, but the guy who led that charge in the fourth quarter was De'Aaron Fox. Now Davion got him to play some defense, but like De'Aaron has kind of leveled up on offense. He's an unstoppable force on in transition. But also in the half court, he can get to he can get to his spot in the mid range now, and also he, the way he's able to snake into the paint, and he also just has a you know a money floater, a money mid range. 
the way he's able to kind of like navigate into the paint without, you know, forcing a tough layup, without pulling, having to jack up a three. That's the next progression with him. And he's taken that, ne- that next step level. And now he is a full, full-blown, just all-level all, all score, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just definitely makes defenders have to think a little more like what are, oh, should I press him on the mid-range or is he going to get by me and go for the easy floater? It's He has a lot of, um, whatchamacallit, good instincts within the you know his normal range which is really nice to see that um you know not taking hasty shots i guess you could say and he had a and like if you just look at the stat line and the absolutely insane stat line 28 points eight assists three rebounds no turnovers 11 for 15 uh two for three from three four four free throws plus 36 that's crazy. The next closest <laughs> is a plus 19. I've never seen that before. Like the rest of the starting lineup, like, you know, plus seven, plus three, plus two, minus one, plus 36. Yeah. And I actually noticed he did play most of that fourth quarter, which, you know, where we had that huge run, which probably contributed to his plus minus this game. Oh, yeah, definitely contributed. But the, like, it's like, it's, it doesn't tell you the full story. But again, that's him taking that next level. Again, like Davion started it, but he definitely, he definitely, him pressing on defense, being the best player, you see your best player like locking in on defense that way. That inspires the rest of the team to play high pressure defense. And again, that was what led to that 17 point lead, you know, start, starting at the beginning of the end for this game. And it, it's, it's that next level stuff that a lot of people, I think, had doubts that Deer would ever reach. Honestly, I didn't know if he was ever going to reach it. And, but I think he, He's he's arrived there. Now, of course, you want to see him do this against perhaps, you know, to put it lightly, a better team. Mm-hmm. But again, to be able to do this in, in a tight game, and yeah, that, that means something. Yeah, he's definitely that kind of leader to, you know, bring that team to fight at, I guess, his level, <laughs> if you can say so. Like, both on offense and defense, it seemed like I, I don't have too many complaints when it came to this team uh, during that fourth quarter run. Yeah, it was just it was just beautiful stuff. You had Davion doing his thing on defense, just pressing up on guys. And then and then Malik Monk just he he had a game 11 for 19, four for nine from three for 26 points and also uh, only two assists. It felt like he had more. But just being that kind of, you know, that six-man orchestrator, like he is a really underrated passer. He's got a certain feel for the game that, you know, just was just um, just uh, Sacramento didn't have last year. Like, again, no shade to guys like Buddy Heald and everything. And like you had an incredible playmaker in Tyrese, but you're, the fact that you're able to kind of almost split up the Tyrese passing into two guys in Kevin Herter and Kevin Herter and Malik Monk, it's kind of it's almost a better way to run the office now instead of relying on one guy to create you have two other guys who can you know who can be secondary playmakers mm, oh yeah yeah let's talk about kevin Herter a little bit really weird game uh seven points but six assists that's really weird but again like as as i said you just didn't have this kind of stuff last year like who, who would you say would have gotten six assists uh, on the team like Buddy might have done it, but it might not have been a good thing. You, other than Tyrese or or De'Aaron, you would never get anyone ha- getting six assists on the team. 
other than De'Aaron and uh, Tyrese. Yeah, I mean, he's a really good pickup. And I remember like reading about how we were trying to scout for him. Uh, John Collins at first from Atlanta, but Brown and other guys from the Kings organization kind of changed their mind and wanted Herder instead. Like I didn't know if that I didn't know that was an option, but like I was thinking, like if you if you can take Herder, like if you can somehow snatch Herder and Collins, or specifically Collins and Herder, now you got something. But like we were really skeptical about giving Harrison Barnes at that point, and ultimately you end up only getting Kevin Herder, but. Like, I always thought Kevin Herter was really good. I mean, he torched us when he played against us. So, like, <laughs> you know, I always thought he was a good player. And I honestly never really tr- understood him and Bo, the weird thing with him and Bogey, or why the Hawks kept Bogey instead. Just because Bogey is a be- is probably theoretically the better player, especially next to Trey. But I just felt like was a, you, they created a logjam where they didn't really need one. Mm, I see. So... So yeah, ultimately we end up getting Herder, and Herder again, even though he didn't shoot well, only one for five from three, he got a lot of open looks that just didn't go down. But again, he's still able to contribute by passing and just playing some good defense too. Like you know, he's even though he's not like great, he's doesn't have like you know incredible lateral quickness. He's got length, he's got size, he can do some stuff out there. And again, finding ways to contribute other than scoring. Yeah, and this game, we didn't see him close, uh, I guess, for once, because I think in the previous games, we've seen him close a lot, but no need. I mean, we have a pretty, I want to say, deep team, in my opinion, and, you know, we can actually pick and choose, especially guys like Trey Lyles, who played pretty well this game as well. I mean, <laughs> there's an endless possibility with these lineups. Yeah, he had a mean dunk on someone I don't, I don't know who the center it was like a backup center uh, charles bassey i believe i believe that's that's the guy like he he is a guy that just knows how to play nba basketball i like to say like nope again I, I i hate that i'm shading a lot of guys but like a guy like marvin bagley just you know you could tell like it he he didn't have the feel for where to be on the floor like you know when he had when he had to like take one or two dribbles or like had to kind of get into his bag first before making a move. Trey Lyles is a is he basically knows who he is. He has good basketball feel for finding the open spots and never really tries to do too much. I don't love the pull up three or the what's it called? The trail threes, the quick threes that he launches, but like he's a good player. And he knows how to contribute, like by without doing too much. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, kind of makes me want to see how Marvin's doing in Detroit because you know haven't seen him since uh, last season. To be honest, they are leading by oh no, they're trailing by four uh, with thirty one seconds to go. Ah, okay. Yeah. I, I hope he didn't. I know he got like I think he got like four fouls within like seven minutes or something. It was pretty brutal. Uh, um. Well, well, we'll see. Well, hopefully, we'll see him on uh, Sunday. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I'm really, I really want to see what the reaction is to him. Like, I, I want, I kind of want to believe. Well, actually, he'll actually hear quite a few cheers. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I wonder uh, what will react to Jaden Ivy. <laughs> I think Jaden Ivy's getting booed. I think Jaden Ivy's yeah. getting some boos. Like the fact that he just didn't want to come to sack at all. I mean, granted, I get his position. Like Fox is here. Um, Davion's here. There was no place for him here, really. Like, you know, oh, yeah. but, but he's good. Like, Jane mm-hmm. Ivy is good. Um, oh, yeah. And he could totally go off against the Kings, honestly. 
I'm scared of that, but we'll, we'll see. We'll deal with that when it comes to it. But uh, other than that, like Terrence Davis started in place of Keegan didn't play great. He had some moments at first, but he just a little out of control. And Mike Brown was pretty much done with him after the second quarter, just a little erratic this night. It just didn't have it. But hopefully he just kind of keep you know keeps his head up and just comes back next game and hopefully he has it uh, next game. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, go over to just uh, talk about some of the Spurs. We were talking about Sohan and Diop, uh, Jakob Pertle. Like he doesn't have great hands, but he's a he's a classic center. Like who's a good rim protector too. Like you know if if a team is looking for a center, there, there's your guy. If you if you're not fancying Rashawn Holmes. Uh, Vassell, absolute mid-range assassin. Like he is really good at getting to his spots. Um, he's a he's a good player. Um, other than that, Isaiah Roby, I remember him on the Thunder. I did not know he could shoot as well as he did, three for three from from three point line. And Josh Richardson, I'll just say a, a team could use him as like a backup, like ball handler. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised he kind of ended up at the Spurs. Wasn't he? He was um, with the Celtics. He, yeah. <clears throat> They trade him for Derek White. That's what happened. Hmm. Oh. Honestly, uh, you know, like if the Warriors are interested, like go get Josh Richardson. He would fit. He would fit on the Warriors. The contract might be a bit tricky, but you know, I'm, there there's rumors that they're maybe trading for uh, Jay Crowder. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not the biggest Jay Crowder guy, so. Hmm. I mean, if any organization that could do it, the Warriors can change a player around. Just not yeah. that many players by yeah. D'Angelo. Yeah, D'Angelo. Well, they got a well, they got Andrew Wiggins out of it. And you know, that's one of the greatest redemption stories <laughs> in a while. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, overall, I really liked this game. Just a fast-paced action. And it ultimately the, the thing that mattered the most is that we got the win. And it was in a very it was in a it was in a very loud statement. Uh, if that makes any sense. Like, again, to be able to close out that game after kind of struggling to put them away for three quarters, they locked in and just absolutely, t- you know, again, went for the kill is the best way to describe it. Oh, yeah. And definitely can't forget, we lit the beam today. We lit the beam. It's it, it's taken on a life of its own. Hopefully we can keep lighting the beam. Well, we'll see if we can light the beam after the Detroit game, even when there is sunlight outside. But yeah, it's going good. It's going yeah. good for the Kings. Five games in a row. Can they make it six? Yeah, so far we're still in the eighth seed, sadly enough, behind I, Dallas. I thought we were in the seventh seed. So I, I read that we were in the seventh. What you call Dallas is has the same win loss as us, but has a better conference. Um, I guess uh what you call record. So I'm guessing that's why they're ahead. Okay, let me look at this one thing real quick. So uh, this is the sixth, fifth, five-game winning streak the Kings have had in the past 17 years, apparently. Only six, huh? No, only our sixth one. Let's get a six. Let's get a six win in a row. Like, you know, like really, you know, absolutely make a giant statement with this homestand. Like, you've basically been undefeated since you came back home. And... You know, go into go into go on the road with momentum because it's going to be a rough one. I think it's Memphis, Hawks, and Boston. So Ooh. that's a that's a that's a murder's row of teams. So you know, 
again, it's good to see that the Kings have these characteristics that I've been looking for for a while, that they're finally bringing it out. And you can finally almost say it with without any irony, like, this is a different Kings team. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can't wait till, you know, we see more games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk about the murders, bro. So after Detroit, it's Memphis, Atlanta. Okay, so wow. this, this is even worse. It's Memphis and Hawks on a back-to-back. Oh, so Monday we play the Hawks. Tuesday, so uh, no, the Wednesday we play the. So so Detroit, so we play Detroit on Sunday, Memphis on Tuesday, and then Atlanta on Wednesday. Oh, I see what you mean. And then we travel to Boston, and then we fly, and then we fly all, on Friday. Then we fly all the way back to play Phoenix on Monday. At home. At home, and then Oof. it's the return of the of the Tyrese and the Halliburton and Buddy Hume. Let's not forget about Buddy Hill. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget. On Wednesday, on Wednesday the 30th. I'm really looking forward to that game. Uh, yeah, I wish I wish I could see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we won't say why you can't uh, see it. But yes, uh, I, I will be very excited for that game. Don't know if I'm going to cry when Tyrese comes back. Let's see. Well, it's going to be one hyped up crowd. And hopefully we get another full house to you know cheer him on. Okay, uh, last thing I want to quickly talk about. So uh, sh- we should have brought this up last time, but there's been a funny streak of... Uh, so after the Nets game, Kevin Durant had... He did a bunch of interviews, but the one I uh, the one I read was uh, the one with Chris Haynes, where he's basically talking about his trade requests over, over the summer and basically saying that, you know, he saw this coming and that's why he asked for a trade. And... It, it was not very flattering stuff to his teammates, but if you do, if you do read like the, the quote that you probably saw on Twitter was, you know, like I, we have Edmund Sumner and, and like Nick Claxton. And uh, I forgot the other guy he named, but basically he lists out his starting lineup and he said, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> yeah. Basically it, although if you actually read the actual article, it's actually, it's actually not as bad as it sounds. But the reason why I bring this up is that the Kings have broken quite a few. This is the third guy that I've counted from that didn't join the Kings that the Kings have broken. So last year it was Harden. Harden played a really bad game against the Kings. Granted, on defense, I thought he was fine. He was guarding Mo Harkless and Chemezi Metu. Why would he run to these guys anyways to the three-point line? And I can't explain the offense. He I think he scored like four points that night, which was really weird. But then before that, you have Jimmy Butler, who played a game against the Kings in 2018-2019, and it was the last game he would play before getting traded to the Sixers. And before that happened, he had he said something in the in the locker room, saying something along the lines of, I'm playing 40, 40 minutes. This is fucking ridiculous. Mm, I see. The, the Kings have a way of breaking, guys. <laughs> Well, I mean, with Durant, I mean, at least he didn't take any offense to the <laughs> to, to his teammates. I guess. I mean, he tried not to, you know, discredit them that much. Yeah, I mean, I, I get his frustration. The fact that look, the only thing I guess I'll say, look, I'm not saying trash your friend. A lot of this is Kyrie starts with Kyrie, <laughs> yet he's never really criticized them for better or for worse. I don't know what happens behind the scenes, but. At a certain point, you're gonna keep letting him get away with this bullshit. 
Uh, I mean, hopefully he takes a turn for the better because, I mean, how, how much longer is his suspension? So he is slated to be back on Sunday. Oh, this Sunday, huh? Against who, though? <laughs> Against Memphis. Oh, that's going to be a, a fun matchup. That's going to be a fun matchup. Like, I just, I'm just, I'm just saying, a lot of this is cause starts with Kyrie. Like, you lost Harden because of Kyrie, actually. Like, he wasn't feeling Kyrie, like, not taking, not getting the vaccine, not playing in games. Like, it is what, like, at a certain point, you got, I hope they've had some sort of conversation. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I hope they had a conversation. If they had a conversation, he's still this way. What the fuck, man? Why are you still backing this dude? I get it. You stand, you stand with your brothers, but at a certain point, like your brothers do, your brothers pulling some bullshit. You got to call them out on it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, already this um, Nets team is already, I guess, in terms of media, not very great <laughs> to put it, uh, you know, softly. Uh, I'll say, I'll say this. So glad they didn't go to the Knicks. It would have been the better story because you know what would what would make like just just think about it. They got to the first round with Julius Randle, and you would have thought they won the fucking championship. What would they have done had they gotten Kyrie and KD? Pure <laughs> insanity. They were from a parade when they came. Yeah, but like you know, it's I guess I guess like you know this is this is what they signed up for. It is what it is. And hopefully, like, you know, Kyrie learned something. Like, again, the like, sure, you can have questionable beliefs about, like, about Jews and stuff. At least, at least watch the damn documentary. Like, at least know what you're talking about. At least be in the place to learn. And not just so you can blow, blow smoke up your own ass to think that you're smart. Because that's really what it is. Like, him and Kanye are kind of in the same boat here. They, they don't really... They don't come out with original ideas. They don't really actually know what they're talking about. And they don't care to learn it, to actually learn the truth. They just want to listen to themselves, to listen to themselves talk and think that they're fucking God. Yeah. I'm hoping Adam Silver, you know, sat him down and, you know, made him <laughs> watch that documentary and hope, uh, you know, things came out well out of that conversation. I, th- I forgot who said it. It might have been Zach Harper or something, but it, 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 I will try to imagine what that meeting was like. They just asked him, or like he, Adam Silver apparently determined that Kyrie was not anti Semitic. Like, yeah. did, he ju- did he just ask him, Are you anti Semitic? Kyrie's like, No. Okay, he's good to go. Oh. Yeah, but it's probably a little, it, it's probably more than that, but you know, let, let's get them jokes in. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a weird ramble about nothing. But yes, the Kings do beat the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Forgot that that's actually the main topic. And yeah, all all the good vibes right now. Just let's carry this moment. So far, the Kings are carrying this momentum. Like I say this every after every single game. Let's hope they carry this momentum forward. And right now, the vibes are good. And the, all the momentum is on the Kings' side, and hopefully they close out the next game with a win to go perfect during this homestand. Oh, yeah. We shall see.